Welcome to Mouseliness, where we will discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between, and with a special Disney recipe every week. This week, we're talking about our favorite Disney chefs, and now the news. Surface parking has returned at Disney Springs with the reopening of the watermelon parking lot on the west side, located in the front of Cirque de Soleil. What? <laughs> Cirque de Soleil. <laughs> the scary, scary part is, is you know that word. I know. I'm tired. The watermelon lot opens for guest parking after three. As with the other parking lots, temperature screenings is in place for guests arriving via watermelon. The ABC... It's really weird when you drive a watermelon to Disney. <laughs> the ABC commissary at Disney Tollywood Studios reopens and introduced a whole new menu. The new menu includes sandwiches, salads, tacos, rice bowls, and what looks like a good update to the restaurant. The operating hours are 10.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. for sandwiches and salads. They have a California burger, plant-based, seared farm fresh, plant-based burger with sriracha, mustard, balsamic glaze, grilled peppers, onions, a mayonnaise in quotations, ketchup blend. <laughs> that Let- scares me. Lettuce, tomatoes served with arugula, farro salad, steak fries or apple slices, and the chicken club sandwich, which is a marinated chicken breast on a brioche bun with bacon, provolone, guac, ranch dressing. Lettuce, tomatoes served with the same sides. A buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich, grilled sourdough toasted with buffalo chicken, Monterey cheese, provolone, cheddar, cream cheese. That's a lot of different cheese. Side of buffalo sauce um, with the same sides. Then there's a can Mediterranean. Call, wait, 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 can you call cream cheese in a grilled cheese, like grilled cheese cream cheese? That doesn't sound good to me. No, it doesn't. No. With, especially with cheddar and provolone. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> The Mediterranean salad with chicken. It's grilled chicken breast served over mixed greens, tomatoes, cucumber, pepperoncini, olives, feta tossed in Mediterranean vinaigrette served with hummus and flatbread. That doesn't sound What bad. kind of olives? Greek. <laughs> no, there's, there's a name for that, Mo. Kalamata. There you go. Yeah, that wasn't hard. You had more trouble with the pepperoncini. Yeah. I've never seen that word before. <laughs> For tacos, we have New Park Carnitas Tacos. It's Park Carnitas on flour tortillas, tortillas, gnarly, flour tortillas with salsa verde, pickled onion, and radish served with Mexican rice and black beans. We have a shrimp taco, which is sauteed shrimp on flour. Tor- Aren't shrimp tacos usually like fried shrimp? Okay, so it's tra- sauteed shrimp on flour tortillas with cabbage slaw, chipotle mayo, and a mango salsa salsa served with Mexican rice and black beans. We have a curry rice bowl with shrimp and sauteed shrimp with vegetables and red curry sauce served with jasmine coconut rice. Um, <laughs> we have a plant-based curry rice bowl with tofu. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. Pineapple marinated tofu and sauteed vegetables with red curry sauce served with jasmine and coconut rice. Served with jasmine and coconut rice. For kids' options, we have a kids' pork taco, which contains pork canitas on a flour tortilla served with Mexican rice and black beans. A kids' grilled cheese sandwich, which is grilled American cheese on sourdough, served with your choice of cheese sides. Mm. A kids' turkey sandwich, turkey sandwich served with a choice of two sides, and Uncrustable served with a choice of two sides. Over at Wolfgang Puck's Express in the Marketplace in Disney 
Disney Springs has permanently closed down. The restaurant abruptly shut down operations overnight last week and has had its window covered along with signage and menus pulled from the exterior. The restaurant was a popular, fast, casual location recognized by frequent visitors as offering highly quality food, high quality food that was more like a table service restaurant at a quick service price. Wolfgang Pup Express had reopened in mid-July following the shutdown in mid-March due to COVID-19. Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill in the town center remains open. I'm sad it closed. They had good food. I'm not, but I'm not surprised because wasn't it at- attached to his old restaurant? Yeah, no. it was scheduled to close anyway. It wasn't? I thought it was attached to the old no, restaurant. No, it's now. its own location. It was like at the end of the marketplace. Like in the kind of a corner area. I thought they had announced last year that it was scheduled to close. I don't remember. Oh, Bar and Grill is better anyway. Yes. So Disney has rolled out a calendar update that sees operating hours at some of the Walt Disney World theme parks approach a more normal schedule. Magic Kingdom will see 9 p.m. close on October 31st, and most days in November have been extended to an 8 p.m. close, and Thanksgiving week will see a 9 p.m. close. At Epcot, October 31st, we'll have a 10 p.m. close, and hours throughout November have been increased to a 9 p.m. close, with Thanksgiving week having a 10 p.m. close. Disney's Animal Kingdom updates October 31st to a 7 a.m. opening, and the majority of weekends in November will see an 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. operating day. No changes are yet in place for Hollywood Studios, which continues to feel the most busy of all four parks. And finally, Disney Springs moved to an 11 p.m. close at weekends beginning today. So whatever that today is. (laughs) Disney appears to be adjusting based on the continued increase in attendance that the parks have been seeing over the past month. And be sure to keep monitoring hours as they are continuing to change on a frequent basis. And you can see the latest updates on WaltDisneyWorld.com and check the park calendar. The Germany Pavilion and Epcot's World Showcase will soon offer an exclusive annual pass holder pop-up shop. Located in Der Teddy Bear and debuting October 14, 2020, the store will sell passholder exclusive items open from 11.30 a.m. to park close, and the store is currently expected to be available through November 17, 2020. And you know they're doing that free gift of purchase? You know they're giving away? The stuff that they were giving away the last two years for the passholders, the, the little cutting boards and the oh, yeah. coasters. So they must have a surplus of that stuff and they're trying to give it away. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Or because it was so popular that they just decided to bring it back. I want the tumblers back. Yes, I want a tumbler. I got a stupid mini pin. The one <laughs> year I was at AP. Waste. Wow. Yeah, that was. That uh, was as long as you're not bitter piece. about it. <laughs> the rocks glasses were the best. Yes. The gla- and the wine glasses were nice too. Yeah. Well, the wine glasses we had to buy. Why? Why? What is pinky up about wine glasses? You're talking about all the AP gifts. No, the wine glasses we paid for. Those were okay. gifts. The rocks glasses. But I thought they were AP. They were AP exclusive purchases. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Now for the news, we're talking about our favorite Disney chefs. I'll go with Chef Morimoto. Uh, the first time that I quite a few years ago, we went to Morimoto Asia and Disney Springs, and it's it's so amazing he can make like the simplest food taste elevated and they have unique thought like seasonal cocktails as well that i like yes yes i'm being bougie (laughs) elevated 
pedestrian food. I would say the best things that we had there, the ribs, of course, everybody gets the ribs. They're famous for their duck, Peking duck. And the rock shrimp was really good too. And I had a really good pear margarita, but that was seasonal when we were there. You guys haven't been there yet. You have to go. But you've been to to the New York City restaurant though. Yes. Correct. We're supposed to go to Disney Springs the next trip. In about three weeks, four weeks. Three weeks. To be three weeks from tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What what was that? Nothing. Can you tell the audience what you just did, Kate? I did a little sign language. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to choose Art Smith. I should have went next. (laughs) I waited for Art Smith because I knew Tim would pick him first. He was the first one that came to mind when we started making our list, though. So... I mean, the restaurant, there there really isn't a real bad dish at the restaurant. It can be sometimes a little hit or miss. But I mean, the last time we went, I don't think the food was quite as good as it used to be. But I think they were extremely busy that day as well. So I, I give it the benefit of the doubt, but I haven't had a truly, like, bad dish here yet. Did I tell you what happened to me when I was in New York City? He has that... Uh what is it called? The bourbon and fried chicken place in Central Grand Central. Mm-hmm. They closed two hours freaking early. And I ran up. I was running because I wasn't sure. I was like just to see because they were putting chairs up. And I was like, no, in the middle of Grand Central. Because I wanted, I just wanted a slice of the hummingbird cake to take back to the room. <laughs> I And I would recommend following him to uh, Chef Art Smith on Instagram. He does, I don't know if he still does the cooking classes through his Instagram live, but, and he does, he's lost a lot of weight and become a lot healthier and he has healthy recipes that taste good too on there. He also does it on his Facebook page. I wouldn't want healthy recipes from him though. I want Some like the comfort do. food. He makes <laughs> healthy comfort food recipes. Okay. What I see there, they're actually sound pretty good. Yeah, I probably I think I would cry if I met him. I'm jealous you guys met him. I did. I cried like a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, well, he's been a, a, a hero and inspiration of mine for a long time. And then when I found that he was doing a restaurant in Disney Springs, I was excited. Then when we found that he was going to be at party for the census, that was even more exciting. But we didn't know he was going to definitely be there or not. We knew we had they had the booth there. Yeah, well, we found that he was actually there. And then, then he drank all his bourbon. I know yeah, he has a the... restaurant in D.C. Does he still have Chicago. his restaurant in Chicago? New York City, yes. the bourbon place. And do you know he used to be the head chef for Lady Gaga's parents' restaurant in New York City? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not. And he used to be Oprah's chef, too, back in the day. And Jeb Bush's chef. That's right. So I guess I'll go with my next one, and that is Rick Bayless. I have been, I've, we've not eaten at Frontier Cucina yet. I think it's on the list, but I used to follow him from when he was on uh, Top Chef Masters, and he lost to Bobby Flay on Iron Chef. But he's he's got a Mexican flavor to all his food, so I'm excited to try the restaurant eventually. I haven't eaten there yet, so I, I don't have much to say about it. But it looks interesting. I saw him on Top Chef Masters. I liked him. Because uh, Art Smith was on too. There was a bunch there. I think there's a couple people from the list of chefs that were. On yeah, Top they Chef all Masters. seem to have ended up in Disney. <laughs> Disney went down a list of, of top chef contestants, and 
give him jobs. And if you're a Disneyland fan, you of course know Oscar Martinez. He worked at the Carnation Cafe. He retired, actually, on September 27th, 2017. If you send him a friend request on Facebook, he'll probably accept you. He posts sweet stuff all the time and memories and old pictures from back in the day, which is pretty cool to look at. And he served with the Disney company for 60 years. And I know lots of people who would go, I know our friend Paul would like talk to him when he was there. Unfortunately, I never had the pleasure of meeting him or seeing them on my Disney trips. But he started in 1956, the year after the park opened. He was originally a busboy and later a grill cook in Fantasyland Quick Serve. And he sold hamburgers, hot dogs, and chili. And then moved over to the Carnation Cafe in 67. And he made his famous breakfast potatoes. And he trained some of the cast members over at the grill cooks over in Tokyo Disneyland. Not familiar, really. Um, the next one I'm going to go with is not necessarily famous, but is probably one of my best meals that I've ever had in Disney. And I'm going to use Scott Hunnell from Victoria and Albert's. Yes. Hate on, hater. <laughs> um, he's been the chef there since 1995. And he's been recognized by the James Beard Foundation a few times, I think from 2017 to 2013 and again in 2015. So he has, he's been recognized eight times by them and was a semi-finalist in the Outstanding Service selection in 2019. It is one of the most different and really, really good tasting menus I've ever had in my life. If Orlando was eligible for Michelin stars, Victoria Alberts would have at least oh, one. Oh, I'm sure. But Orlando's not eligible. But yeah, he's... Um, he's, he's uh responsible for a lot of the high-end dining in almost all of the Disney hotels and parks. He oversees a lot of it. I was hoping Adam didn't steal my next one. <laughs> and I... that is, no, that is Chef Tim Majaris of yeah. Flying Fish. Of course. He's on my he replaced yeah. Chef Tim Keating in 2011, and he's he's oversaw the revamping of the restaurant. And he's such a great guy. We met him last time we were there. He gave us a tour of the kitchen and the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Gave us a business card to let him know anytime we're down, if he's working, like we should stop by and say hi and like. Are you going to Flying Fish to see if they put the egg open. back on next trip? Not open. I thought it just opened. They closed again? Yeah, no, it, it never opened and it won't reopen until I think like the day after we leave to come home, it opens, I think. Oh. Of course. It's okay. We're booked in April, so it's fine. Yeah, we'll go in April. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're booked for the Star Wars races in April, so. Um, next, we have the chef over at Tiffin's. I think, believe he took over a couple years ago. I don't know how to say his last name, but it's David Najorsh. N-J-O-R-O-G-E. I don't know how to say that. It doesn't matter. Right. He wouldn't give us recipes. Yeah, yeah that, that. that's the one thing I put in my notes. Me and Tim specifically asked our waitress to ask him for their cauliflower recipe, and he's like, Mm, no, she gave us a big <laughs> idea of how we made it, but yeah. But that food is like, I don't have the California Grill chef on my list, but I do have the Tiffins. The only one that I would have thought of put for California Grill on my um, list would have been the sushi chef. But the first one, I don't remember who that was, but they created, she created a lot or she, he or she created a lot of good dishes for that menu that are still on there today. I'm going to do something a little different. 
And I'm going to go with two. And I'm going to choose James and Julie Petrakis for At the Polite Pig. And I know we, we've had their apps and stuff, and they were really good. But what they do really well is bourbon in their selection. But, like, we, we picked at food there, and it was really, really tasty. It's just basic modern barbecue. I want to go there very yeah, much. Yeah, they're <laughs> locally famous in Orlando. They actually won a few awards. They have two other restaurants down there. I have one that's no longer a chef. And okay. it sucked that they took her restaurant with her. She left Disney. And that's oh, Kat, Kat Cora. Cora. <laughs> we never got a chance to eat there, but I always loved her, especially when she would be on Iron Chef America and she would go up against Morimoto. She was fun. Yeah. I heard she's uh, not a nice lady, though. But Yeah, I heard she's a little bit rough around the edges. Well, Rachel Ray is a huge... That's what I heard, too. Biatch or whatever, too, but... I've never heard one good thing about her being nice, Rachel Ray. I hate her. No, not me either. And she talks like she has a smoke voice. She <laughs> <laughs> smokes a cigar and a pipe when she's not on screen. She smokes the ashes of her enemies. <laughs> Which is everybody. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Todd English's Blue Zoo. It's supposed to be one of the best places at Disney World. I want to go so bad. But Tim probably doesn't want to go because it's mostly seafood. But I want to go there. What am I, chopped liver? (laughs) Have you ever been? No. But you want to go. So we can go. I do want to go. But, I mean, (laughs) there's there's so many newer restaurants in Disney that I want to hit, too. Um, So the problem is, is that it's very expensive. Yes. It is one of the more expensive higher end places. I mean, and that that's what keeps on kind of putting me off on it. So I mean, there there are other places that I need to try first that are on pro- like on Disney proper pro- property. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, like my next one would be the guy Jose Andreas from Haleo. I haven't not Haleo and we kept on it was, I think we might have a reservation. I don't remember what ended up happening with that. But it's supposed to be flavors of Spain, and it's supposed. From what I understand, it's it's just amazing, amazing food. Mikey and Stephanie ate there, and they loved it. He's a really so. nice person. He has a restaurant in DC as well. And during COVID, he was giving free meals to families who had nowhere to go. So yeah, that's what I had heard too. He's very charitable. Yes. And he started out, I want to say, with the food truck. So my next one, I actually didn't know that he's actually kind of uh, a famous chef too, and that's Kevin Dundon of Raglan Road. He has a PBS show called Modern Irish Food. Their scotch eggs were really good. Yes. And their um, cocaine and potatoes were delicious. The restaurant itself, I'm not too crazy about. It's always loud in there, but the food is good. Food is really good. No, like, like Tim said, it is a very loud, boisterous restaurant, and it's very hard to hear. I mean, there were only four of us sitting at that table, and it was hard to have a conversation without pretty much yelling at each other. So, Well, it seemed like the people who dance on the little wooden blocks on the floor would always go right by our table, too. <laughs> oh, look, they're having a conversation. Let's stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one would be Wolfgang Puck. I went to the Express and I I want to go to his new restaurant in Disney Springs. And when we leave LAX, we usually try to hit up his counter 
at LAX as well, and it's really freaking good. Bar and Grill is amazing. Yeah, we've eaten there almost pretty consecutively. For the is last that a farm to table now. kind of place, or? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's like local it is. Store stuff. Because the food there is very, very, very fresh tasting, and their 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 burrata is out of this world. The um bruschetta, all the appetizers there are like you can make a meal out of just ordering appetizers mm-hmm. there, very easily. Yeah, I think the last three. Do you or guys four... remember what you had there? Uh, the meatballs, the burrata. What's burrata? Uh, it's the... a ball of mozzarella cheese with. A creamier mozzarella style cheese inside it. Oh my god! It's so good. <laughs> cheese Yum. inside cheese. What can go wrong? <laughs> the the barretta's, the Cuban sandwich I had there was really good. There wasn't bruschetta was really good. Their drinks are really good. There wasn't again. This is one of those places where some things are better than others, but nothing's awful. Well, There's nothing like good homecoming. that I wouldn't order again. Yeah, exactly. Like... I think I'm out. You don't want to say what's his name? <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, the spiky. Oh no! Oh, no. I was going to say if we do an auto mentions of chefs we hate. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hate him. I, I I've heard. I hate him. I've heard to skip Planet Hollywood, but I've, a lot of people have said that Chicken Guys actually is very good. But how hard is it to make chicken wings? I mean, yeah. chicken fingers. True, but I've heard <laughs> the sauces are really good and the chicken. I would try it. I don't know I, if I would try it anytime soon since I haven't been to Disney World in so long, but if you go all the time. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to eat it. No. I've also heard that it's only him by name that it's not his food. Oh, really? So Planet Hollywood is more his food than... Oh, yeah. I've heard Planet Hollywood, no bueno. <laughs> we ate at his restaurant here, and it was... Okay. Yeah. It was not memorable. It's like it's diner food at best, but it's just kind of like it's a burger, it's French fries, it's it's chicken fingers. I mean, it's something outstanding. I mean, I wouldn't not eat there, but it, it just it was decent priced and it was good for what it was. But again, I just I can't see myself going out of my way for chicken fingers. Sorry, I don't care how many dipping sauces you have. <laughs> No, I'm not saying it to be mean. It's just true. Yeah, we could talk about Christine Farmer. You can have a full meal off of Victoria Albert's desserts alone. Oh, yeah. I There's want them so all. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> and she's the um, head pastry chef for all of the Grand Floridian. Ooh. And she, she oversees the whole bake staff for um, Victoria Albert's, and those desserts are amazing. Yes, 100%. She also is the one that does all of the, well, a lot of the chocolate sculptures, or like when they do the food and wine chocolate sculptures. She's been with Disney forever too, like almost 30 years. So Gracie Gomez is one of the main pastry chefs over at Disneyland. She works at the Central Bakery and she is responsible for some of the most Instagram worthy, I guess, and popular desserts. I know she did the Incredi Cookie. She did that big alien uh, Toy Story cookie, and she did the Yule Log, which are pretty popular. 
and she is the pastry sous chef. She oversees the dessert items for California Park, including events like Pixar Fest. She started with the Disney company in 2002 as a candy maker. She moved her career along with Candy Maker to help at the dessert line at Napa Rose, located at the Grand Californian for about a year before returning to the candy department, and she became the lead and trained in Disneyland's Main Street Kitchen, which I'm sure you have a lot of people going through there. That's like a dream job for, I would want that job. <laughs> and everybody, if you're not from the West Coast, the Disneyland candy, candy canes are a huge deal and they're huge lines. People line up for hours to get those things and they're, they're pretty big. I've never had one, but they look pretty good. And by 2014, she had a role over at the Disneyland Central Bakery as assistant pastry chef. And she would go through the Emerging Leaders program and assist with various projects for Club 33, Exclusive Party Dining, 21 Royal, uh, which is a $15,000 hidden Disneyland experience. We should do that sometime. Sure. $15,000? <laughs> Let me sell a kidney. Only you, can, you can have up to like, I forget, we'll have to ask Sarah, but it's a big room if you divide it between, like, a bunch of couples. I think it's, like, 20 people, but... Have you done that stove? Pretty hefty. Yeah. And then you put my... you Every time we say um, Victoria and Albert, you put your finger up. <laughs> it's $1,250 per person. Oh. That's more than what we paid for Victoria. Let's get a tour guide instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she oversees a bunch of different things like the California Adventure, all the festivals. And I know she was supposed to do, there was like a presentation that she was supposed to do until COVID hit. And she helps with the wedding cakes featured in the Disney Fairytale weddings. Oh, you get to eat in the uh, world's apartment for 1500 15,000 I mean 15,000 and she was talking about the process about how you create that dessert that everybody wants and she said lots of samples have to be made before the final recipe is decided on duh and cast members are trained on how to make them once the chef agree on the recipe I wonder how many chefs have to agree would be interesting i would like to see like a disney plus thing about how they create an item and the start to finish product yeah, they should, yeah they, i want a disney plus like cooking show yes do a little, go behind the scenes for all yes that. that would be amazing i think it would be very popular i agree uh, so you want to hear more about 21 royal sure yeah so it's a flat fee of fifteen thousand, and it, it can it can accommodate up to 12 people so it's fifteen thousand, no matter how many people you have up to 12, though, not up to, up to 20. 20 yeah. Oops, that's even more so, money. <laughs> yeah, it, it just increased by, like... The cost, uh, the core... The cost of the seven-course meal covers tax, gratuity, wine pairings, and cocktails. Oh. And it also includes park hopper admission tickets for up to 12 people. Ooh. Valley parking at Grand Californian and an after-dinner entertainment overlooking the rivers of America. Ooh. So it's $1,250 per person, $2,500 per couple. Yeah, that's double what we paid, more than double what we paid for Tori and Alpert's. Mm -hmm. 
but it's a unique experience. I mean, that it's, it does include park tickets, but no. Yeah, and it's offered less than 12 times in any given month. Oh, so it's even hard to get to. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. So if anybody guide. has like twenty five hundred, <laughs> uh, well, if you figure, if anybody has a spare five thousand dollars laying around and want to support me and Tim while you bring whoever you want to bring, or if you have like <laughs> no, they uh, could uh, sponsor uh, Mousselanius. <laughs> yeah, if you can sponsor Mousselanius, I mean, you'll have a free seat just to chat with the three of us while we hang out and drink and eat. So, that I don't think we're doing that anytime soon. <laughs> I wonder how much alcohol like they've of like a party has gone through like so much. Well. At Victoria and Alberts, we did do the wine pairing, and there were how many of us at that table? Eight. There were eight of us who went through how many bottles of champagne? A lot. At least four or five bottles of champagne. Because they just kept bringing it to us. They because they we we told me well it was our anniversary. It was James and Jen's anniversary, and Sydney and Brant were celebrating their joint birthdays. So they just kept bringing out celebration stuff, and they, even with the wine, like if we were still eating. Whatever the course was for that wine, they just keep bringing you wine until you're done. Do they serve got, cocktails uh, there? Yeah, you can get cocktails. Well, no, you yeah. can get cocktails at the bar outside. Oh. I, I think if you ask for cocktails, they will serve them to you. But we got the wine pairing. Yeah. So we don't. I, I couldn't Some tell people you. don't like wine. I'm sorry. Some people Some worked people at a winery are, and they drank too much wine when they were younger and now it makes them sick. <laughs> That's not true. The Italian wines. I They were bubbly. I don't mind if they're bubbly. It reminds okay. me of champagne. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't drink wine. I only drink champagne. Pinkies <laughs> up. <laughs> that's, I, I'm out. I got nothing. Yeah, I have nothing else. Well, so I, I thought it was interesting. The two guys or whatever, one of them created the blueberry thing at Pandora. Have you ever had that? I don't think we've had it. Oh, I think I did have it. It was decent. You had it. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, and he created the pineapple cream cheese pongo. pongo. Yeah, I did not. I wanted to, but I just never got around Stefan Reamer and Oliver Santa Marie. Reamer, the executive pastry chef on the culinary, he's on the culinary development team. I want to be on that team for the Walt Disney I just want to do Parks and Resorts. And he started making gelato in his father's shop in Germany. I want to go there too. <laughs> and he became a master pastry chef working in bakeries, hotels, restaurants, entertaining. And he joined Disney in 1999. Well, I know my friend, yeah. when I worked at All Star Music, you have to... Even if you're a current cast member, you have to pass a special, I don't know if it's changed, but you had to pass a special test in order to just be like a line cook at Disney. Yes. So there's 35 bakers for the patisserie. Holy crap. I mean, there's a lot of food that comes. There's a lot of pastries that come out and of that. They, they bake for all the, for all the French restaurants for the, for chef, um, chefs of France and Monsieur Paul. I'm surprised you didn't mention Monsieur Paul, Tim. I was going to, but I wasn't a fan of his son. <laughs> and that's the one who. You could talk about one. a past, past yeah. chef. It is one of my favorite restaurants. I'm, I, I, we, I've never met him, so. <laughs> really, that's what you're basing it. On. Yes. I based it on uh, my first few were based on just where I ate and what I've eaten before. So. Oh, 
Oh, they mentioned that he used to work for Monsieur Paul. Oh, he's the, the pastry chef because he, he's yeah. the head pastry chef for the France Pavilion. Yes, him. So Kate has the recipe this week, so take it away, Kate. Uh, we haven't done this one before. This is over at Chef Morimoto. This is the Peking Duck Morimoto. And this, I think this is our most popular item. For the dry rub, you're going to need two ounces of salt, one ounce of sugar, one ounce of st- <sighs> star anise, A-N-I-S-E, <laughs> one, ounce of, one ounce of bay leaves, one ounce of Szechuan peppercorn, one ounce of five spice. For the Peking duck brine, you're going to need two cups of water, half a cup of honey, half a cup of vinegar, and one ounce of cooking wine. It doesn't say what kind, it just says cooking wine. And for the apricot glaze, you're going to need two cups of apricot jam, one cup of sweet chili sauce, and one cup of rice vinegar. You're going to rub the duck under the skin with dry rub. Mix all ingredients for the brine. Heat up to incorporate. Allow brine to cool down but still warm and brine the duck for a couple of minutes. Take out of brine and allow to sit and air dry. Put the oven to 356 degrees and cook for one hour. 356? That's what it says. That's That's so random. (laughs) (laughs) And and serve with the apricot glaze, julienne cucumber, scallions, and hoisin sauce. I'll eat it. I like it. When we ate there, they have a huge window and it's all the ducks hung up. (laughs) I like duck. I think it tastes yummy. So we did poll our Facebook group and we got the following answers for some of their favorite chefs. So Arthur Mills says he has to go with Chef Art Smith. Matt Holmes says both of his kids have food allergies and his favorite chefs are chef or chefs are the ones that come out to the table to show us exactly what they can have off the menu or buffet. 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 <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Will Pagano says also the Swedish chef. Amy Bertrand said my eight-year-old wants to contribute and hit the eight-year-old said Remy. Rick Reagan said Mickey his wiffy his wiffy waffles. <laughs> Rick Reagan said Mickey his waffles are the best and Mark Barwick said Swedish chef hi Mark (laughs) (laughs) he actually put a gif of the Swedish chef but yeah Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so I have a question for you guys who's do who's already not at Disney in some capacity whose restaurant do you want oh so if we had to choose some uh, person to go in like, Ooh. I have a couple people on my list. <laughs> I'd want uh, Chef Nicola. Uh, yeah. He's a local <laughs> chef here. He's really good. He's, like, right, right off the boat from Italy, and he's amazing. We're actually he going there tomorrow little, night. Mm-hmm. And he has a little rest. He has a little TV show, a local TV show that he's on the local TV network here. Oh, cute. <laughs> and a couple cookbooks. And a couple. Yeah, he's, it, it's really good. Like, really true, authentic Italian food. Yum. Yeah, it's not olive like, there's no, there's like no red sauces. Well, he has a fra diavolo, which is usually a yeah. red sauce, but it's. Not I mean, there's a, he has a pizzeria that's attached to the restaurant. You can get that kind of stuff there. It's high end. The high end restaurant is amazing. Like a famous chef. Yes. Okay, I have a couple <laughs> while you're thinking. I've never been to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, but I want to so bad. Tom Colicchio from Top Chef. 
I want to eat at one of his restaurants. And Melissa King, the she won Top Chef last year. All her food looks so amazing. I want to try it. Robert Irvine. Yeah. The liar? <laughs> what do you call him the liar? He got kicked off the Food Network or liar cause he, oh, for a while because he lied about his resume. But... I would love to have I would like I would love to see Giada, but we don't need another Italian recipe. No, all of her recipes I've tried from hers have not been good. We tried tried several from her and they've been pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they're really pretty decent. maybe I just picked I, bad ones. Maybe I, you I think Charlie. Recipe for, yeah, probably. I know Ina Garden Garten <laughs> doesn't have restaurants, but I want her to have a restaurant. It's Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, he could be the mater d. <laughs> you know what I would really, really love to happen? A Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg restaurant. That, yes! would, be awesome. that would be amazing. <laughs> I've made quite a few of her recipes, and they're really good. Yeah, I've made a few of hers. Her red velvet cake is pretty good. There was another um, chef. I know I it's remember. controversial, but I like Mario Batali. Every recipe I've tried of his has been really, really good. I know he had the whole scandal or whatever. Never liked him, though, even as a person. I've heard from a couple people his restaurant in New York City is really good, too. But... I thought it was closed. He, he, was has, a from... he has a couple. The uh, the fancy Italian one. I forget the name I of it. thought he was fired from his restaurants. The Spotted Pig, I think, is the one. He took his name. He was a, affiliated with Italy, and they took him off. But he still had his fancy Italian restaurant. Hold on, his restaurant's closed. No. I don't really I mean, we could, we could talk about all the chefs that have had issues, but we won't. <laughs> here for days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Nigella. No, not Nigella. Nigella. Alex, Alex Guarnicelli. Yes. I love watching her. I love watching I like her. her. She's mm. funny. If you watch yes. on the Food Network, the best thing I ever eat, everything she picks looks amazing. <laughs> so if we missed any of your favorite chefs, please let us know on our Facebook page. You can find us just by searching Mausolidians. We're the only one who are, go who are going to show up there. Other than that, we look forward to speaking with you all next week. Y'all have a good night now. Bye. Bye.
Swedish chef will prepare spring chicken. Mm. 